Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Share It All podcast. I'm here, your loving, growing coach, Joy, the growth coach, and I'm back again with a great friend of mine, Will Nicholson. What up, what up, what up? Guys, so we, I had to call Will back up because, you know, I feel like, although his first episode, your first episode that you did with me, it was good. We had to do another one because, you know, we had to give you more justice on what you gave. <laughs> shout outs to you giving us the seventh episode topic and just shout outs to you just in general, sir. Oh, and you almost about to graduate after this semester. Shout outs to you. I ain't hit me yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I ain't hit me yet. I ain't really. After really December, you it. done, boy. I'm out of here. At least I'm going to try to get out of here. As you should. As you should. So today we got an interesting topic. We got two interesting topics for you. So we're going to talk about Shikari Richardson. And we're going to have the topic talk about, is our generation entitled? Do they have like this entitled privilege type thing? But, you know, before we jump into that topic, um, I just got a few questions, you know, definitely on mindfulness and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you feel like you a clout chaser, sir? <laughs> I wasn't expecting that question at all. Of course. You um, know I got to. Nah. I ain't going to lie. I feel like. Yeah, we got We got Um, What's your definition before I answer that? Because. All right. So I can speak from a girl's perspective. Like a cloud chaser is somebody that really like on social media, they getting all that hype and they feed into it and they like that. And like, or if they like around people in general, they're always like feeding into that energy and that kind of like drives them and stuff like that. So like they're always chasing after, you know, people chasing after them. Okay. Um I wouldn't call myself a clout chaser at all. However, I'm a little older, so my page, my Instagram page for anybody that follows me, um what I've been trying to do more consistently is is post a lot more motivational stuff. Um, just stuff to like kind of keep people's heads up. And I really do that for me, but a lot of people hit me up and they like, yo, continue to do this because it's, it's helping me. So I I do get a lot of reactions. I get a lot of people. It's a lot of attention that I get from it, but I don't look at it like it's clout. I look at it like it's like it's just like a form of, of self-care for anybody that, for myself and anybody that follows me. So, and, the, and when I do get that attention, it does... Uh, give me the motivation to continue doing it. So I don't, I don't call it clout chasing. I call it like just kind of being one for the people. Um, Cause like I said, that helps me more than anything. It's really just more therapeutic. So where I could look back at my page and, and be like, yo, you said this on Tuesday, you got to stick to it. Like that's, that's how I look at it. So I, I wouldn't call that clout chasing. Now, back in the day when I was, when I was like, Back in the day, when I was like <laughs> maybe freshman, in- sophomore year in college, maybe you, Coming out of high school, I still wasn't a clout chaser, but I really cared about what people had to, what say. People had to say, what the likes was looking like. So it, I was just like other people. So if I post something at 3.30 and it's 5.30 and I haven't gotten at least 50 likes, <laughs> I'm taking it down. That's how I was thinking. But I really cared about, about what people were saying. Now it's, it's different. I really don't care. I just, I care about what people is thinking people what they feeling and that's what drives me to continue to post what i post um but at the same time i I took a lot of my stuff down because another form of self-care for me is is kind of purging my my page and uh not letting people be so in tune with what i'm doing and what i got going on 
Um, and I just, for me, social media can be a drain, but at the same time, it is therapeutic. So I go back and forth between it. But to answer your question, no, I don't think I'm a cloud chaser at all. Okay, okay. Um, how important is it now that you're saying that? How how important it is it to you that you stay centered physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially in your life? There's so many different. I mean, just a general consumption. So many different LOIs. Um, like, how important is it? No, nah, it's very important. That's what keeps me. Uh, that's what keeps me alive. I'll say that. Not to like make it dark, but it's when it comes to um, if we're talking about uh, physically, emotionally, mentally. For me, all of that is like putting one. The only thing that I wouldn't put together with that would be like financially, because I'm yeah. working on that separate. And I'll, and I'll touch on that in two seconds, but. With the physical and emotional and, and spiritual, um, you know, I want to make sure that I'm I'm being active. I want to make sure that I'm that I'm I'm present in the moment. Yeah. Um, I don't want to isolate myself too much. So all of that is important because it just kind of keeps me away from uh, feeling depressed, feeling down, anxiety, and stuff like that. Um, so it definitely keeps me alive in terms of financial. Um, the financial aspect keeps me motivated when it comes to school because school, I know school would be a way out for me to, you know, get that salary job that I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, I, I keep moving with that. Um, and you got a bunch of different talents that can make you money. You just playing games, but continue. Not, <laughs> damn. Yeah, I continue. Tell you, I, that's another conversation. I didn't tell you to see. Nope. I was supposed to tell you to. I know. I know. I didn't forget. You playing me, all right. All right. Um, Anyways. No, nah, you're right. You're right. I wouldn't call it playing. I just don't have that much time. I mean, you in school also, so that's understood. So yeah. once December's over, I'm I'm waiting for all these things to... I mean, I already started, but I just... The thing is, I'm not telling everybody all my moves. Like, it's a lot of people who... They know I went ghost because I'm, I'm focusing on what I got to focus on, but people don't really know what I'm when I got cooking. So, I know. <laughs> Your chef bore RD up in here. You gotta do what you gotta do. Mm. <laughs> but I don't know if that answered your question. But. Oh, it definitely did. Um, how do you practice self care on a day to day basis? Mm. Um, it changes every every couple of weeks. It depends on my mood. Uh, for the most part, I try to um, listen to music as much as possible. I think music, for me, it just you know, music could change your mood depending on what you're listening to. That's but, true. For me, like it don't matter what I'm listening to, it's it's gonna make me feel better. It's just like just the beast and just kind of getting in tune with the sound and what people are talking about. Um, shout out to Common, I listen to Common all the time. It's my favorite favorite artist, uh, Daniel Caesar. Um, I listen to a lot of uh, slowed and reverb songs. I got a whole playlist for that now. Um, so definitely music. Um, taking long drives, so I'll literally put I'll go in my car, in the navigation I'll put my address and I'll just take a drive just anywhere. So I don't get lost, because um, it's easy to get lost in North <laughs> County. Um, so I just take a drive anywhere, and um, you know I'll be driving around for like two, three hours, and then you know I find my way back home. So I, I think that's self care for me. Um, also, like talking to my parents. I'm the only child, so I can't really talk to no siblings. Um, but talking to my mom, it's my queen, and uh, my dad. Talking to him just about sports, school, whatever. So those are my top threes. Um, at this point. Okay, okay. I like those answers. I like those answers. I like the... I've never heard somebody say they take a two to three hour drive. I've heard recently people do the meditation one. I've heard people just sit back and reflect and like close their eyes. 
So the two three hour drive, you got gas money then. <laughs> I got, got gas. I got something. something. I've been working hard this summer, so I got I got something. But that's okay. You got gas money. That means lunch is on you then. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna get eat. Food. Yeah, we're gonna. I was get gonna ask. Uh, yeah, let's go get food. Yeah. So after this, we I'm gonna hungry get. too. So we're gonna get into the nitty gritty of this topic. So I'm excited for for one. We came up with this topic together. Actually, Max. weeks I back. Remember, I don't right. even know how the conversation started with that. But the topic is, do we live in a self-entitled? And you don't even like calling it self-entitled, but I feel like it's self-entitled. Well, I, I was, I, the reason why I didn't like self-entitled, like it's because self, when you when I think about entitlement, I think about self-period. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're talking about the entitlement of a group, but that, that becomes a systemic issue and that's another topic. But... Um, just for the purposes of this conversation, when I hear entitlement, I'm thinking about self. So that's when you, when you say self entitlement, it's like, are right, you doubling up on self? But it, it's cool. I get where you're coming from. That's just that's the yeah. OCD kicking. That's just me. <laughs> so the self entitled culture. Um, I'm gonna let you speak first. I'm gonna let you speak first. Why I gotta speak first? Because I'm you the no, guest. No, I understand that, but I want to see where your head is because that'll determine okay. how like where I come with my okay. response. Okay. So we broke it down because we said female entitlement, the I deserve it now culture, dating and relationships, effects on humanity, and then the last one, which is kind of like a bonus. Mm-hmm. Um. Does the current generation date with intention? Right. So I'm gonna try and touch on all of them, but not really. The last one I'm gonna say. Let's, like, let's go. Yeah, I'm gonna one, go one by one by one. one, by one but I'm saying could, just a, in uh, a general perspective for the quick. Discuss it that way. <laughs> so self-entitled. I do believe we live in a self-entitled society. I hate to say it, but it's true. I think everybody's thinking about how to get themselves forward, but they're not thinking about everybody else that's in their corner. Um, the one person I can say I actually like, I actually applaud that doesn't live in a self entitled culture is LeBron James. Because when, wait, just hear me out. I just want to ask, what, okay. before, what's your definition of self entitled? Because the first point that you just made, I'm trying to figure out. If okay, so you when know I mean by self entitled, I mean like it's me, it, it's so, it's, it's about me. And I'm only thinking about myself, my growth, how I get to the next level, how I continue to make money, how I'm continue, how I care about my look. I'm not worried so much about, although I got people around me and I love and care for these people. When I get up there, I'm not, I'm not focused on bringing everybody else up with me. So can I tell you my definition? Okay, go ahead. Because that's part of it, right? But when it's when we started talking about self entitlement. That's not what came up first for me. Okay. What came up first for me was if I'm entitled, I'm thinking like you owe me something. That too. So that so we just so we know we've coming from two different perspectives. That's fine. But how I'm gonna respond is based on uh, the world owes me something. Oh, I believe that one too. I was gonna say that that I feel like that okay. one when it comes to the I deserve it now culture. Okay, all right, cool. So, all right. so, but I'm thinking entitlement. I'm thinking like it's me versus the world. I feel entitled that I can do whatever I want or I can say what I want, and okay. there's no yes. repercussions for my actions. True. So that's how I'm thinking. Like, oh, when I get up here, I get to the top. Like, there's, I, there's just so much that I can do. So much I can say. Don't nobody that knows me that I came up with can tell me anything differently. Okay. So that's how I'm taking the do we live in a self-entitled culture, in my opinion. So, yeah, we do. Is it sad? Yes. It, podcasts like this are kind of calling things out, holding people accountable. Y'all hold me accountable. Shoot, he holds me accountable every other day. 
That's what friends are for. <laughs> Every other day, he Kinda holds is. me accountable. But um, no, um, for me, how I think about it, is I want to bring my friends with me along the journey. Because when I get when I get to a certain level, I ain't gonna know how to handle like you know all the success, all the money, all the things like that in the world. And you gotta have a tribe around you that's gonna protect you, your heart, your mind, your family, your kids. And that's what I, I think is so important. But I think our generation, especially because they got this lovely device here that Apple made or like any other things made. Um, that, <laughs> look, <laughs> Apple sponsored me. But <laughs> no, we they care so much about what everybody else in the world is saying about them. They kind of forget their humble beginnings, in my opinion. So that's my little spiel going to yours. So when we talk about this topic, um, I feel like I agree with everything you said. Um, however, I feel like this generation, because this generation is so self-entitled because of the way we've grown up. And I say we, I grew up a little bit differently and I, and I'm not, you know, I just got to embrace that fact. Um, but just we, are we talking about, are we talking about our community? Yeah, we can talk about our community. So a lot of people in our community grew up on survival. Yeah. So with survival, it comes down to it's like, yo, I got to do what's best for me. Um, even if you're living in a household with like other other like siblings and stuff like that, at the end of the day, for the most part, you got to do what's best for you. Obviously, you're going to do what, do what you got to do to provide for the, the people around you, your friends, your, your family, and so on and so forth. But when it really comes down to it, you're going to do what's best for you. And that's that kind of carries over into your mindset of like, you know, I'm going to try to get as far, you know, as far ahead as uh, my friends and other people as possible and and not even worry about the people around me. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to really talk about that because I never really had that issue because um, I, I grew up a little different. I didn't have to grow up on survival. I was able to kind of thank you. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have to grow up on survival. I, I was just kind of like, I don't know. I wanted people. I wanted to be around people. I wanted to. I wanted to be able to have friends that held me accountable. Even though I had a small circle, I still had a lot of people who wanted to see me do well and um, didn't let me fall through the cracks and so on and so forth. So I, I like that because I, I didn't have any siblings going growing up. I only had my parents. So you know, I kind of I kind of relied on other people around me. I didn't want to be a, a, ahead of them. The only time that that self entitlement came out was when I was playing sports. Like that. That's the only Every we man gonna, for themselves. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that a little differently. But you know, I ran track, so and that was my sport. I love basketball, I love track. Um, to this day, if I could get back on the track, I would. <laughs> All I need is some practice, I'm telling you. But um Yeah. Yeah, I can't tell you. Don't play. But anyway, um, nah, so with track it's like I had to I had to look at it like like I'm here for me. Like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do way better than you. I'm gonna get farther than you. I'm going to win before you do, like, because it's track. You got to have that. It's sprinting. Yeah. You got to have that mindset. If you don't, you're going to lose. Yeah. Either you're going to lose in, in the present, in the moment, or you're going to lose mentally. You ain't going to uh, be able to recover. Uh, with, but with basketball, I think that kind of balanced me out because you can't really do that as a team sport. You can, but, you know, nowadays you, nowadays you probably could. Yeah. But back when I was playing like AAU and stuff like that, before social media aspect. was yeah, before social media was all over AAU and everybody was just getting like you go to a game and the cameras is only focusing on one person. Like it wasn't like that back in the day. Like yeah, the whole team mattered, so you couldn't really have that mindset. But um, 
but yeah, I, just to kind of end it up, like I, I don't think I ever had that survival mindset where it was like 24 seven. That's where I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. But I've been around people who have that type of mentality. And um, a lot of them aren't where they want it to be because, you know, they kind of realize late that you need that village around you. Um, but I mean, it, it does the home aspect and how you grew up and who you're around. That, that plays a, a big, a big role. Okay. Uh, I see your, I see your point. You see my point. So we on the same path, but it just kind of diverges just a tad bit. And it's okay. Cause cool. I mean, that's dialogue. That's good dialogue. Uh, of course. So I really want to get into female entitled entitlement. Cause it's going to lead into dating. Um, do you feel like females feel like they're entitled to, you know, society now? <laughs> In what way? It's easy to talk about dating. If you're talking about in general, then you got to give me an example. All right. Um, From the I'm female a, perspective. I'm going to be honest. I feel like we're pretty females like myself because, you know, I'm cute. Don't even disrespect. I wasn't going to say nothing crazy. Don't just, even disrespect. I wasn't going to say nothing tough. crazy. I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out um, where you going with this. Pretty females have a sense of entitlement um, when it comes to guys either lusting over us um, or guys like willing to give us the world and we don't have to work for it. Or does sometimes, I, honestly, I feel like in the workplace. Um, okay. Um, I feel like if you're pretty and you're cute and whatnot, you can go on as many dates and never have to be interested in a guy <laughs> and like <laughs> never have to speak to him ever again. I mean, it's kind of true. Have I ever done it? Mm, I've done it once. However, there's a there's a particular reason. Um, but yeah, like I think there's a such a thing as female entitlement, and I do kind of see why a lot of men are starting to have backlash on women in general because women feel like they don't owe men an explanation for what they do or how for they act. Actions. Yeah, and like. I'm be honest, no females in our community are kind of like holding us accountable and saying like what you're doing is kind of messed up and like the behavior needs to stop. So that's just personally my opinion. And um, there's a way to stop it. There's if, a lot of ways. Yeah, like if honestly, if a lot of women start holding it, like one another accountable. It's deeper than that though. That too. It's a systemic thing if you really want me to be it's honest. It's deeper than that. Well, no, obviously you can't get no deeper than the system, but it's from a male perspective, like it's not even deeper. It's just like it's there's a way that a lot of people ain't thinking about it. Okay, so because please let from me know. A male perspective, fellas. <laughs> okay, let's get there, boys. Y'all gotta stop feeding into that. That's the problem. Is a lot of dudes like our actions. Women are only going to do as much as they're allowed to do. That is That's true. That's the problem. So if you're strong in, in who you are as a man, yo, do not feed into that. If you feed into her being entitled, she pretty. She pretty, so I'm going to give her the world. I'm which... a, but can I say a little thing? I don't mean to cut you off. Um, I'm going to say something that Kevin Samuel says or anything like that. The Godfather. Huh? <laughs> How many men out here are really getting WAP? 
Let's really be honest. So the men that are not getting WAP like that, <laughs> they going to feed into us because they want this attention. Tell me I'm lying. Tell me I'm lying. Because I, I promise you I can go into my DMs right now. Nah, nah. I don't, I don't. Like, there's a lot of guys out here that they ain't getting enough play from, like, the women in their community or things like that. So what are they going to do? They're going to feed into other women and whatnot in order to get that attention. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people, a lot of men, they they feed into that just to kind of, like, boost their ego a little bit. They, they kind of hit y'all up because it's like... You know, I got the money. I got the money now, so I, I slide you fifty grand. I don't. I, mean, I just want to slide you fifty grand, so you know, like, you know, daddy got you. You feel me? Like that, it boosts your ego a little bit. I don't think. Or they're just hungry for attention because maybe the woman that they wanted from years ago, from whenever they were younger up to even now, still ain't giving them no play. Do you know but how hard it is? At that point, it's like you just a sad dude. You feel me? Like. I mean, most men probably are going through... I think it's like 25, 20. I think it's like a 25. It's a percentile thing. I think it's a 25, what you're talking about, 25, what I'm talking about, and 20, other 50 is like... It's, it's, is there a lost cause? No, 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 no. I, no, like, there's... That's why I said it's deeper. <laughs> like, there's a 25, there's four quadrants, 25, 25, 25, 25. 25 of men that are doing what you're saying. Mm-hmm. 25 men doing what I'm saying because I just forgot anything. I'm trying to remember <laughs> it. And then tw- there's 25 of men who don't care. Like, don't need... They don't care. They ain't really hitting... They don't feed into that. And then That's the other because tw- they've probably got to a point where women just really have repulsed them at times. Or sometimes they're either very work-driven or things like that. But there's a lot of men out there that they've tried for so many years. So now they're anti-women because... Okay, that's the twenty five. That's that's the extreme twenty five. And then there's a twenty five like the men that celibate don't care. That's I think it's smaller than twenty five. The men that celibate? Yeah. Uh, I think get, it's I, it, definitely it'd probably smaller go down to twenty two. No, <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? it like, probably goes down to like but no, this, ten. No, the reason why the reason why the reason why that number for for you might be coming up is because it's not a whole bunch of dudes that are gonna be out here like oh yeah I'm celibate because of of the way people view that word or that terminology they're not gonna they're gonna be like what like oh you don't want none or or like what that made no sense or you like super holy like it's a lot of people not gonna just come out and be like yeah like i'm celibate but um i don't think i think it's way more than than 10 percent way more than 10 percent way 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 more than 10 percent you're bugging you're 100 percent bugging it's it's 10 percent First of all, unless you're on a ten percent, we don't know the statistics. I'm just telling you, there's a lot of there's a lot of do. I know a lot of dudes personally that's they legit celibate or they just wait until marriage. They don't. Okay, that but really, that's different. But they still are paying attention into. They're still playing into like the attention of nah, women. No. What do you mean paying? If you are look, I'm a man, right? I just don't. I'm not going not. I'm not going not. Let me let me. If I'm not in a relationship or I'm not talking to somebody. Then you I'm see gonna my do what I want right? to do, but okay. if I'm look, <laughs> go ahead. I'm telling you, <laughs> I, forgot my, I forgot my point. Cause you're not sitting from the woman's perspective. You're not seeing from the man's perspective. I have had men that are in different countries from That's the United fine. States it's, of America. But those are, a lot of those dudes ain't even real. They just bots. You feel what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> 
Y'all see, uh, y'all, y'all. Like, y'all, I got women, I got men in America. I got, I'm going to be honest, I got women in America that like me. And if you do, hi. But that's but, everybody. But though. just that's in general. too, though, man. We got, we get the same thing. It's different. But at the same time, y'all, women, y'all get a lot of attention. Like, it's different now. You feel me? Y'all going to get tons of attention. And then women, y'all feed into it, too. It's like, oh, my God, he going to give me $50,000, but I never met this man before. <laughs> like, I'm going to take it. Like, Yeah, but the, if we too. take it, just know that just because we take it. I was just having this conversation with Kiani last episode. Just because we take it, that don't mean that we going to give you what that's you not, want. But that's not what we're talking about I right mean, now. I that That's not what we're talking about right now because that's another conversation. <sighs> y'all, I'm not saying y'all take the 50000 and y'all automatically we entitled to something that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is a lot of women feed into the idea of this man wants to give me fifty thousand dollars so i'm gonna scam this dude out of giving me fifty thousand dollars you know this dude is giving you let's say it's an older dude or just somebody that you know you would never you would never give no not even not even a wop to you would just never talk to him of course so you but you still gonna take that man fifty thousand dollars and then you never gonna talk to him again and then later on in life he gonna be like I gave this I gave this woman fifty thousand dollars, but she. But are we supposed to feel bad because y'all? I just, feel like I, morally, morally, and morally, I mean, granted, I feel bad when I do that because I will tell people up front my intention is. So you do that? No, you just, you just no. <laughs> I'm saying I've never done it. I've only went on one date and never texted the person back. I'm not talking about. Dates. But I'm, not, I'm talking about. I've never taken. I've donations. never taken money. I've never taken clothes. I've never taken. But there's any, women out here that do that, and, and I understand will, that. And we'll take. But it. I'm never saying. I'm saying if you do that, I mean, personally, I I don't feel bad. And there, I do and I don't feel bad. The reason why I say I don't feel bad is because you should know. A woman is going to know based off her, if you study um, body language, right? A woman will tell you if she's interested in you. But if her, I'm She'll tell you with her eyes. Game, I don't know that. She'll tell you with the amount of time, like. No. Let me no, explain something. Let, no, right, let me let me explain. On, wait, okay, on, wait, 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 sir. You expect you expect men to be mind readers like men. We we're not mind readers, but you can my, tell. No, off- men can't. Men, men, we don't pay attention to that. Some people do because we got all the time in the world to do that. But most men ain't. They they're not gonna be sitting on their phone like she texts me ten times. That means she like ain't nobody looking at that because a lot of times that changes like every every year is different. You know what I'm saying? Even so, it got to a point now where it's nothing against I, I respect it, but like I had a conversation with some of my students and like and I didn't notice two years ago, but I had a conversation with some of my students when it came to like uh, their interactions with men in, in the workforce and um, at their jobs or whatever, and they were like, "Look, we don't like when men say, hey, smile.'" Or they'd be like, oh, you should smile. I did, me personally, like, that was like, it wasn't like shocking to me or anything. It was just like two or three years ago, I don't think people would have had a problem with it. But now it's changed because like the culture is changing. People are starting to look at things differently. So in terms of like us understanding your, your body language or the way you communicate and we supposed to know everything, like it's almost like y'all got a handbook. Like men are not sitting down reading no handbook for y'all. Because it's just too much. We don't we don't care about all that. We really don't. Some some men do, but it it depends on how like if we really trying to get to know you. If we think you the one, if we think you the one, we gonna read the handbook ten times over because we want to make sure that I'm for this. I'm for this woman. I want this woman in my life. I'm gonna make sure that I know everything about this woman, hand and front, back and front. Like I'm gonna know everything about this per- this person, so I'm gonna read the handbook. For but for the most part, you ain't gonna find nobody trying to figure out. Oh, this is what she means by that. Like that's not. 
even even women don't do that for men. So so why would we like? Okay, but I'm saying? speak. I I see what you're saying. Like when you're speaking from like that like that person, but I'm talking about in a general sense. Like what I mean is that <laughs> if a woman is giving you her time and energy, but she's trying to put a dollar amount automatically into it within the first corny. Yeah, like the first five, ten, twenty, thirty text messages, or like. Oh, if you see me, like, if we're going to go out to a date, know that we're going to um, a steakhouse or we're going to Mario. Well, I'm not yeah, even going to say gonna it. Stop talking to you for that. Huh? Unless I got the But I'm saying, but, like, at the end of the day, if they're trying to put a very pricey dollar amount on, like, you meeting them or you being involved with them or things like that, that should just be an automatic red flag. Like, so she feel she clearly feels like I owe her for her time. But that's not, whatnot. that's different. Most men, we yeah, we get that part. But I'm um, hate to say it, there are some men that will simp to it. Yeah, but, but there's some men that'll sip like they got all the money in the world and they can do that, and but they'll still won't get no play. Like that's they just doing that because they trying to see eventually, eventually somebody gonna bite, and they be like, yo, if I do this, if I do this fifty times out the year, somebody gonna bite. Like that's just okay. So that's that, just the, the that means game of you odds. don't have any type of game. Exactly, but those. So that, that's it's y'all fault that y'all hey, don't, don't have game. Not, not you in particular, but I'm saying men in don't general. See, look, I'm just no. So it's, no, ain't no men in general. It's a certain population of men. It ain't men in general. Like let's not generalize all men because that's not all men. That's a that's a. I want to say that's a small population because they ain't no small small population. That's a big population of dudes yeah. who just simp for women, and and that's fine, yo. If you want to simp for women, that's fine, but. I'm not first date, and that's another comment. If you want to talk about that, first date shouldn't be like something extravagant because for me personally, like my one of my love languages is the besides the top two, which is physical touch and words of affirmation. I like to like give gifts. I like to like be romantic in that way, be very creative. The last thing I want to do is the first date do something that's so extravagant to where when we get so like super deep into the relationship, now I can't compete with the first thing I did. So after the first thing, if I if like uh, Michael B. Jordan, right? I know he got the money, so this this is the different conversation. But let's say Michael B. Jordan wasn't Michael B. Jordan; he was Michael C. Jordan, right? And he had he had a different level of cash. He was in a different tax bracket, but he still took Lori Harvey. And let's say she wasn't Lori Harvey; they don't got money like that. But whatever, he was simping, and he took Lori Harvey to the to the aquarium, rented out the aquarium. That's mad romantic. I like it. I like aquariums, whatever. But after that, if he don't really have the money con- to continuously do stuff like that, about about the, the second year they eat together, they like they know this is this is probably the one for me. Like she gonna be looking like you started off. Like, you on you one. gave me an aquarium. Now you gotta you gotta rent out half the ocean for me. Like you can't <laughs> you can't go above and beyond what you did the first time. So for me, it's like. I'm not gonna simp for women like we gonna have a budget. I want to. I want you to. I want to see if you could respect where I'm at. Where I'm at financially. Where I'm at when it comes to my budgeting. And I want to see if we could just have a good time without without putting so much of a monetary value on it. If we can do that, great. I'm not saying I'm gonna take you to McDonald's and like that, like because that ain't me. I want to. I want to eat good, but I mean, let's let's go. Like I might drive up to like. I might to be romantic. I might say, all right, let's go to the city. Let's go to a soul food restaurant out here in the city. Let's go listen to live music, you know, and, and you might spend a, a like fifty dollars, sixty dollars, something like that. But it's the romantic side of it. it's like I can, I can, I can do something similar like that later on, but I could make it bigger. 
but that's because I started off at a and smaller. You know what I'm saying? But if but you most men, that, I'm I'm sorry to say I agree with you. Most men feel like they have to start big in order of to keep generation. Of course, because I mean, you know, this lovely device has destroyed the generation thinking that this is all like we care about. Well, most women actually care about always putting everything on social media. I'm going to be honest. Most women, like, the date, the time, they eat, whatever they do. I'm not going to lie. I don't, but. Yeah, I don't think that's smart. <laughs> but, I mean, that's just them. But I personally, um, that's the thing. So, th- whenever they're seeing things on social media, they're comparing themselves. Oh, like, my friend just did this. Oh, this and a third. Or when they're telling them their interests, they're thinking, oh, she, like, mad expensive. Like, because those are her interests. Instead of thinking, she's might might tell you that's her interest, but what if we did something that's outside her interest and she had fun? And so now she got a brand new interest. So I think men are thinking... In order to get women, we have to f- stay within their interests, and it can be an expensive interest. So that's kind of another thing. And and yeah, but I mean, my advice to and, <sighs> you know, I'm I'm big on you know I'm big on like dating strategically and like how to do that because I always I grew up just you know being a gentleman about things and and taking people on dates and I love I actually like going on dates uh, especially first dates I think that's a that could be a great time. Second dates is even better if you if you really get. Um, if you really put the thought into it, but uh, when it comes to first dates, the biggest advice I can give you is to um, first of all, like plan it out ahead of time, um, communicate, see if that's something that she wanted would want to do. Like, don't don't create, don't uh, come up with a, a first date where y'all diving off of a cliff. I mean, unless she's into that. If she into it, great. But that's where the communication. You don't want to be like, oh, I'm about to surprise you. And y'all get to the cliff. And she's like, bro, I got a su- super serious thing of heights. Like, I, I break out in hives. Now it's like, damn, like, you you ain't going on the second date after that. So you want to communicate. But I think just start off small and, and take risk to it, too. Like, start. you could start off small and still take a risk. Taking a risk might, all right, I want to take you to a soul food restaurant. But where the soul food restaurant at? We live in New Jersey. All right, I want to take you to a soul food restaurant at, uh in in Philly or Connecticut or Boston shoot Boston only four hour four I'm I'm just saying there's some spots in Boston who driving to Boston it's only four hours if you want to that's that's a risk I'm just saying okay you just look you leave at 12 you get there by by 435 if there's no traffic it just depend on I'm you don't have to do it. I'm just saying it's just about risk so you even asking like who doing that exactly I've never had that happen. However, I I wouldn't I am do that myself. That. I'm just I'm giving people advice. I'm not going to die to Boston, lovely, but for the person that is out there, since now I'm kind of single. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's a whole other story we're gonna talk you about. Put that on camera. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Take it to Boston. <laughs> Drive to Boston. Um, but yeah. She never been. Go ahead. <laughs> I hate you. Anyways. Um, I agree with you. All right. So I kind of want to spin this idea. Um, Since we're still talking about female entitlement, Mm -hmm. why do you feel like females believe the world as a whole owes them something? Because that's what the world does. (laughs) The world been given and the world gives men things, too. But the world, um, because I don't want to I don't want to make it seem like it's like women are the issue because it's not. I think men, we got our own issues. Um, But. The world, just like you said before, like there's a lot of things that um like a pretty girl can get that like crazy things. You know what I'm saying? You can get out of a ticket if you if you I really have. find 
have. It depends on you. I've seen I've seen some videos of cops. Is like I don't care. I'm <laughs> I'm happily married. Um, but it depends. Like there's a lot of things that women could do that that a man can't do. Um, so when when you get somebody or that you get the universe and they and they tell you no, and you're not used to the you're not used to that. Um, you know that could that can make you respond a certain type of way. It, it, same thing is like if you came from like a two parent household. And let's say you had your, your father in your life, mm-hmm. but your father spoiled the hell out of you from your daddy's you were, girl. Yeah, like you was a daddy's girl. And yeah, he was, was spoiling you girl. crazy. Like I low key got a, I got a lot of shit. I'm yeah, sorry. Like, so I mean, I know it, I did. So let's if we if we talk about it from uh, like take our community out of it for a second. But if you think about other communities, um, like uh. The white community, for example, right? Most of the daughters, most of the uh, white girls that have fathers in their life, a majority have, of them have that. Like, it's a lot of spoiling going on because yeah. they have the means to do that. Um, but let somebody say no to them. So I have loose. Yeah, it, it and and I, that's not everybody. That's just some some that I know. It's like yo, like you know, nobody ever said no. So, I mean, that's, and then but that comes down to like how you parents until. Like, so I really, anybody knows me, like, I want I want girls in the future. Like, I'm gonna spoil my girls, don't get me wrong, but like, I'm not gonna get, to, they're not gonna get to a point where everything is a yes. Because I don't want them to get to a point where it's like, oh, like the world owe me nothing because it don't. You know, I want, I want them to know like there's the reality of it. Like, the world might give you a lot, but when it comes to when somebody says no, or or you just won't be able to get everything. I don't want you to start throwing a tantrum, and then people are looking at you like, "Oh, she's not who I thought she was." I don't want that to be the image that you portray. Portray, and then also it's like you would be my daughter too. I don't. That's gonna come back to me and how I parent. So it. So yeah. I agree. Um, although I grew up as an only child, I do have four siblings. So let me put that out there. So on my dad's side, I do agree with you, and the reason why. Although I was a daddy's girl and went not until my dad died when I was 12. Um, growing up in a, um, like my mom was my rock, my mom and my dad at one point. Um, I felt like I was entitled as a kid. Um, and the world, when I got to college, had to humble me. College different. Uh, college humbled <laughs> I don't me. I know how it is now, but. Like, <laughs> when I mean, like, for one, I used to be able to get away with a lot of things in middle school and high school because it depended on the teacher and if I was cool with them and whatnot. And also, like, I've just always been that kid that can always talk myself in and out of trouble. The older you get, it don't work that way. It definitely don't. It don't because something is going to knock you on your ass and really humble you. And when I got a few of those lessons in life, I said, oh, so this isn't, I'm not even going to say my address, but this ain't so-and-so, the so-and-so New Jersey. (laughs) Like this ain't 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 it. So I can't always feel like I'm entitled to everything. So I had to kind of get that hard lesson. And am I proud of it? Mm, we'll see. But um, yeah, I I think at a certain age or a certain point, you're gonna kind of get to a place where it's like that self entitlement that you have, even from women like myself. Um, you're gonna realize how how negative it is and how like unimportant it is. Right. Because you gonna want somebody to start holding you accountable. You gonna want to start thinking differently because. It'll start showing in your friends, your family, if you got kids, um, and just 
you'll kind of I don't want to say disgust people. What's another word? Um, you repulse people a little bit. Turn them off. Yeah, like be around you. Yeah, I got to a certain point when I was younger. A lot of people were repulsed by my actions because they're like, "Why do you act like this?" And then like it humbled me, and I was like, "Oh, I had to kind of stop." Yeah. So I, I'm not as entitled. Don't get me wrong. Like I know I got pretty privilege. I don't use it always to my advantage. I probably do use it to get out of tickets. So if there's a cop watching, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, but I mean, I don't want to pay, you know, three, four hundred, five hundred dollars if I don't have to or forty dollars. I'm not trying to. I really don't want to. But <laughs> other than that, but other than that, yeah, um, Let's switch the topic really quickly, um, just to shake it up. That I deserve it now culture that goes for men and women. What's your view on that? I deserve it now. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about relationships? No, just in general. I mean, that's just that instant gratification thing. It's like there's so many different topics with with that. There's so many different um, different ways you could think about it. Uh, the first thing that comes up for me is like. Um, there's a few things. So you you can think about it from like a sex perspective. Um, okay. So I, I was watching a video recently. It was on YouTube, I think. YouTube or uh, Facebook, I'm not sure. Um, but the qu- oh, it was uh Rob funny. Uh, what's his name? Rob's World or something like that. Uh, he funny. Um, but he was just asking people like, yo, if you fly, if you fly, if you fly, shorty out, like, do you deserve? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, and and a lot of people was like, yeah. And she and they was he was also asking women and they was like, I mean, no. you know, some people say yeah because they said I'm I'm down for whatever I'm gonna go with the flow but a lot most of them said no like no nah, no, for me it's like I agree with the with the woman perspective because if I fly you out sometimes maybe I just want to have fun like maybe I just want to go out and like I'm I'm not when I start really taking vacations and stuff like that I haven't really done that much so if if my wife is watching. Um, <laughs> 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 we can start going on vacations a little bit more. I got my passport, but um, but no, like I, me personally, I w- I don't really feel comfortable going places by myself. Like I'm not a, a solo trip, um, a solo trip enthusiast. You know what I'm saying? So I might, if I had the money for it, I might be like, yo, like I fly you out. Let's go. Let's go here. Let's go there. Um, let's get some food. Let's just uh, enjoy. Let's enjoy each other's presence. Each other. Each other's time. Uh, I wouldn't be so quick to be like, yeah, like you owe me something like that because at the end of the day, don't know why I owe you nothing. Um, so I mean, I, that's how I was looking at it. But I mean, even, say if you're a basketball player or something like that, and you see this fine woman. I'm be honest. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Like a lot of basketball players is like, look, I'm fine. You out. Know that this is gonna happen. You gonna sign this NDA and we gonna get it going. <laughs> like, but if you sign a paper. If you sign a paper, I mean, look, they don't sign it till they get there. No, I'm just saying, it, there's certain people, and it's not, it's not right. I'm not condoning none of this, but it's just certain people that have a certain type of lifestyle, and they have a certain, a certain level. They, they in a certain tax bracket to where it's like, if they fly you out, if who can I use as? No, I don't want to use nobody because they might watch this. Um, but if you, if you were, if you were, uh. 
if you've been in the league, the NBA for like three years, let's say when you first got in, you was a top 15 draft pick. So you got money at this point. Like you really, you making your bread. You got, you, you a millionaire, but you got, you multi-millionaire. So you got your bread. People know you. Let's say you a good looking dude. So women like you, they, they want you out here. Like you, you desirable out here. You know what I'm saying? Like you like an open candy, you an open packet of chocolate out here. You feel mm. me? That's how people looking at you. So if you got a whole bunch of women, if they got a whole bunch of women that want them and at any given day they can get anybody they want and they fly you out, in your brain you should be like, yo, like they want me for something else. Unless they unless they like in love with you, like kind of like um rest in peace, Kobe, it's Kobe Day. Unless they like Kobe, like Kobe, Kobe saw Vanessa and was like, Well, that's, that's my wife. That was his high school sweetheart. That don't count. No. Yes. They were high school sweethearts. Kobe and Vanessa? Yeah, she's known him ever since the, he was 18. But that's they met they met on shoot on set of a um of a um what was it? A music video shoot. Really? You ain't know that, see? No. I thought that so from what Marvel I know mentality. that he, No, no, this no. They, he was young when he got into league number 1. Yeah, he was 18, but he, she right. met her when he was 18. Like he right, was still in high school or something like that. No, he got he got drafted at if I'm not, it's eighteen or nineteen. Or wait, maybe that's LeBron James. You're that's thinking Le- about Le- you thinking about James LeBron or somebody else because Kobe he met he met Vanessa on set of a music video or something or some it was something. But when he saw her, Kobe was he wasn't like Mamba Kobe at that point because he was still young. But Kobe was he was Kobe though. He was young, handsome dude. He had money. Women wanted him like that. Like women want most NBA dudes. But Kobe saw Vanessa and he wanted her for her though, like that he knew that was his wife. So she probably wasn't like they probably really did have a chemistry and they probably clicked right there. Where she wasn't like, oh, he only wants me for my body. He she probably was like, oh, he wants me for me. So a lot of women like if if they don't really if a man don't if an NBA player or NFL whoever if an entertainer or a sports athlete don't really want you for you and you'll know. We could talk about that another day, but you'll know if they really want you for you. It should kind of kick click in your head, like, yo, out of all these girls, like he he flying me out to an island or something like that. Like, maybe it's not the only thing that he wants, but that should that should cross your mind. And I'm not saying you should give it up, but it it should definitely cross your mind. So when when he or she when they fly you out and they say something like, yo, like so what's good, what's popping, like <laughs> that should not you should not be surprised. You should just be like, I knew that was a pot. It was a possibility. That I think might you should up. have that conversation prior to even getting on that plane. Then no, that's true. But I mean, if 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 a, if a woman wanted to, so like one of my one of my celebrity crushes, I got two of them. But I'm a, I'm gonna just shout her out real quick. If Chloe Bailey wanted to, uh, <laughs> shout out Chloe. <laughs> if Chloe Bailey wanted to fly me out, you feel me? And she she's like, listen, like I think you, I think you handsome. I'm gonna fly you out. Take you to the opera. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm not going to ask many questions. Like, I ain't, I'm not going to act. That's Chloe. You feel me? I'm not, asking, I'm not asking no questions. I'm like, Doug on Grammys. I'm like, yeah, what's good? You feel me? So, it's a few people. Her, um, Paula Patton. I'm going. Are you old? Oh, I'm an old soul. So, yeah. I know. Paula Patton, fine. I know. That's a fine woman. I know. Fine woman, Paul. If you watching, I'm dead. Anyway. No, I'm just saying, like, yeah, if, if a woman would fly me out, and I and I think she's 
super attractive like Chloe, like I'm not gonna ask too many questions. So you and on top of that's vacation. I'm not gonna ask too many questions. But that is I think it's I, I think differently about it. So you believe that I, do you believe that the I deserve it now culture is just like kinda it's getting worse or you think it's getting better? Uh, I, uh, I think it's getting worse low key. Like it, not I, even low key, high key. I think it, I think it's getting worse, but I think I think slightly I think it forex, could get better. I think Forex also kind of made it worse in the um, black community. In the black community, personally, I think a lot of things uh, made That's it worse. That's one of the things. That's one of the. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't music put videos, it all on them. No, I'm not saying put it all. I think it made it worse. I think music videos because everybody thinks I that think they the can music make it, industry. Yeah, they made it so bad to the point that everybody thinks they can make it out in two, three years. They can have like rappers can get money. All this, and but they, it, but to be honest with you, it you can't. So if I was watching the interview. Um, uh, I forgot to do his name. Um, anyway, it was a Redman interview, and Redman was basically saying like, at this day and age, like with this new era, new hip hop era, like I can get my grandmother on the track and she say a few things, and everybody gonna be like, yo, you heard that new grandma track? That, that, that was hot. Like, and next thing you know, she blew up. She gonna get a deal, and she gonna start making bread. Like, and so he was saying he had a problem with with the new era because it's like nobody's working the, hard for yeah, it. Yeah, the work ethic is not there. So when you think when you when you actually see the real artists who are really putting in the work and their work ethic is on a hundred and they're not getting the level of, of support that they need, they need to get, like you like that's what it that's what the issue is. So like shout out my boy Justin, right? My boy Justin is my best friend and my brother. Like he been putting out he been putting out consistent work. Like he got like three or four albums out. He about to he about to drop a new album soon. But like because he because he might not um first of all we in Jersey so a lot of Jersey artists don't get the respect they need but because he might not talk about a certain thing or have a certain sound or because his he didn't put the word little in front of his title, you know, nobody's really paying him in no, in no mind. Um, so I mean, but he put in he put in hella work. So if we talking about like if if people were to make it just off the amount of work they put in for their craft, he would already he would have blew up. You I feel agree. me? So and 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 like I said, shout out to him because he really do be putting in work. I agree. I know a lot of artists. I have a a lot of friends that like either are creatives or doing music and things like that. And the amount of work they put in is literally insane. Right. Even like here, I'm on the podcast and things I do for JWP. It's in, it's really insane. But unless you're talking about certain topics that people want to hear, people want right. to know about, or it can go viral on TikTok and something like that, right. you're not going to get the recognition you deserve. Right. And it's going to take you years um, to get there. So... For certain artists that are like that, I think they have to step outside the box and realize they can't live in the I deserve it now culture because if they do, it actually will infringe their craft. Right. And, and oh no, um, I was just saying like if it infringes their craft, they're kind of going to be unmotivated and unfortunately they're going to give up and they can be so, so talented. Like I see one thing that really bothers me is when I see a lot of people that are not talented blowing up and getting like million dollar deals. <sighs> Like and I that, respect the dudes. You know, I mean, I respect the hustle. But I guess really I, I, I respect the hustle, but then it's like, then what are you going to do with the money? And then they do frivolous things with the money that's not really giving either back to their community, not right. making generational wealth for like you right. know their family. They're just blowing it on clothes, cars, right. and, and drugs or anything like that. And that's where it frustrates me because it's just like, what are you telling our culture is okay? Right, and 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 it's funny that we talking about that because I just had a conversation with my mom yesterday. Um, like I said, that's my that's my queen. We always having conversations. We always talking, and I was talking about like the, just the fact of like, let's say, because you know I make music and you know I'm, mm-hmm. I'm getting into like the I'm getting back into the uh, the writing game and um, 
in terms of like writing books and stuff like that. Like I really stay tuned. Um, but no, no, no. So um, let's say I blew up and I and I and I got to a point where it's like I'm making like real money, like like millions, and I had that money. Like I'm not gonna. I'm looking at like all these nice houses and these, these cars and stuff like that. But like me personally, like the older I get, like at this point, I don't care nothing about none of that because I feel like eventually you're gonna, it's going. I'm gonna get bored of it. That's what a lot of people realize once they get to the top. Lindsay Lohan realized that like when she got to like her mid twenties or something like that, she was like, "I'm bored. Right. I, like, I bought I'm, all I'm, myself all the things I want in the world. Like, what else can you possibly want at that point? Right. There's and nothing was, else you're gonna want. And I and I grew up a certain type of way where it's like I never I had to I, I earned a lot of things that I was given from like my parents too. So like, you know, I don't if I had a lot of a lot of if I had a lot of money and I had millions of dollars, like I wouldn't. I just wouldn't just spend it on the like finer things in life because a lot of people don't. The, to me, the finer things in life is like I'm good. Yeah, experiences like I'm good with a with a. Uh, just if I had millions of dollars, like I'm not gonna go out here and buy a, a huge mansion. Because first of all, I'm gonna get bored and I don't need that if I'm if I'm not with uh, my family. Like, give me an apartment, give me a nice a nice one bedroom one bath apartment um, in a nice city. Uh, I might, I might go out and get me a nice little truck or a nice little car or something like that. Just for me, that like just a toy I could have. Um, but like, I'm gonna give a lot of my money back to like, to the community. I'm gonna give a lot, a lot of my money back to my frat, you know, stuff like that. Like I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give money back to, to the people that helped me get to where I was, but that's just my, that's my thinking. So a lot of artists, I can't, I can't listen to their music and I can't respect them as an artist or, or just as a person, because it's like, you know, you like, Outside of your music, you use the music to get the money that you that you get. Mm-hmm. But then when you get the money that you get in interviews, you might be like, "Yo, I'm trying to make sure that my community is straight. I'm trying to make sure that my that my people is straight." But then you never really do anything that you to help the people. You just mm-hmm. talk about it. Talking about it is great because you bring an awareness to an issue. But the action, if you talk about it, there's no action behind it. I can't I can't stay behind you. I can't I can't continue to listen to it. I can't co- continue to support your music. I might still bump it once once you know wow, once or twice. Yeah, if you got a nice hit. You feel me? But if if I don't see you out in the public and really putting in the work, I can't support you. And it's the same thing with like sports, right? So a lot of people, um, a lot of a lot of people hate like Kyrie Irving, right? They mm-hmm. hate him because because he's a different. He has a different uh, spirituality and his his mindset is different. A lot a lot of people don't. They think it's weird. But for me, it's like first of all, I respect it because you know you never know what people are dealing with, and sometimes I gotta I gotta step away and do my own thing. But the reason why I'm such a such a big Kyrie Irving fan, besides the fact that he played in Brooklyn, go Nets. Um, just besides the fact that I'm a Nets fan and he from he from Jersey and blah, blah, blah. Besides that, he be putting in hella work for the community. That's what That's I like. That's true. He's actually giving a lot back to his high That's school. That's what I like. And because it's like you seeing him do it. And the thing about it is everybody wants to talk about the negative and the fact that he might skip a few games here and there and he might not come to work. But, but ask yourself, what he doing when he's not coming to work? He putting in work in the community. That's what I respect. I respect that. So at this point, he's not my favorite player, but he definitely top five because of what he does in the community. And people still don't give him his flowers when it comes to that. You know, people talking about LeBron and what he does. Respect to LeBron. But what about the people who don't have as much money as LeBron? LeBron just can't, became a billionaire. Kyrie ain't even close to that, really. But he's still he's still giving a whole bunch of money back. So, if, like I said before, if you're not putting money into our community, I can't stand behind you. I just can't. Until you start doing that, I can't, I can't respect you. And I, I would talk about some more entertainers, but I ain't trying to really get, um, you feel me? I don't want people to be mad because <laughs> I, I could talk about a lot. But. Look, I, you know, you and me kind of agree on a lot of things. So when it comes to that. Okay. Yeah. So um, 
I definitely agree. I think the one thing that I just wish, I hope the entertainers or people that are, you know, glowing up in the music industry, sports, um, modeling, whatever it is in their, their case scenario, find a way to give back to your community and give right. back. Um, even if you start a nonprofit organization based off of something that happened in your life, do that and really try and make that impact. But really try and change the world like my thing is when it comes to this podcast or when it comes to my business um joyful on this project is that i kind of just want to change one percent of the world one percent like the world has seven billion people in it one percent i think is seven hundred thousand people if i'm not mistaken that's a lot too yeah like if i can just change, can change more than that i i, I can but I just care about 1%. And the reason why I say if I could do 1%, my mind is, okay, when I die, my legacy is going to live on. Because those 700,000 people are going to allow it to continue to live on. My kids, one day, God willing, I have kids, are going to allow my legacy to live on. So I'm only worried about 1% because my name is going to hold weight. What I'm doing is going to hold weight. Having people come on and talk about different various topics, talk about their journeys, talk about, like, give life coaching um, advice. And on top of that, just, like, you know, have a clientele, do workshops. That's what my thing is. And say if, you know, in a few three three to five to ten years, I'm a multimillionaire doing what I love, I'm going to be happy. But I'm like, the reason why I'm here is because of that 1%. Right. And it, if it wasn't for that 1%, I, I, have, I am nothing without you. Right. So um, I'm honestly grateful for that. But I think our generation forgets that. And it's time that we really zone back in and realize we don't get anywhere without one another. Yeah, exactly. So that's my hope that people get from this podcast. But I want to talk about one last thing before we switch over to the Shikari um, thing is the bonus question. Do you think we date with intention? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, please go into that. I don't think we date at all. To be honest with you, nobody really. Oh. There's, there's a few. There's a few reasons why I'd say. Okay, no. wait. What do you define as dating? Physically, the action of dating to me is like strategically coming up with the plan. Whether that's writing it down, putting it in your phone, saying, "Okay, I want to go here. I want to take her or take him here." Because uh, ladies, you should ask men on dates too. That's not a problem. I, I like that personally. I want to take this person here. Um, this is the reason why I want to take this person here. When we go here, what do I expect to happen? And will it be a live, a live band? Will it not be a live band? What does the food look like? Um, how much will the food be? What's the what's the chances that the food gonna go over a hundred dollars? Blah 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 blah. Um, what am I gonna wear? What am I not gonna wear? What is she gonna wear? Should I ask her what she's gonna wear? Should I ask what he's gonna wear? So on and so forth. Um, how should I pull up? Should I pull up? Uh, music blasting or should I be more uh, uh, conservative about it blah 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 blah. you know and then intentions when you get on a date what am I asking when we're on a date what's my first question what's my second question does the second question stem off the first question what are you asking why are you asking that question this is a lot so yeah, I'm just saying like that's how you should be thinking about the date. That's intentional dating. If you're not if if you don't have a and your plan is going to change over time, but that's why you need to have you need to really write it down or just think about the like how the date might go. Everything that we do, people forget this. Every single thing that you do has an it has every cause has an effect. Every action that you has have has a, a consequence. So 
let's say let's say you say, all right, I'm gonna pull up, I'm gonna go pick her up, but I'm gonna pull up real, real loud, my music blast and everything. But depending on the, the neighborhood she in, they might not be used to that. And I ain't talking about a white neighborhood. I'm just talking about this neighborhood it might just be a, a yeah, black like my neighborhood here. Yeah, they they might just not be used to it. So now they see her, they know the father or the or the mother, and they know that girl, and they know like. She really going out with them. They might say something to her, and then now instead of her coming outside excited about the date, she might come out the side doing one or two things. She might spaz on you because it's like, why would you roll up bugging? I got my neighbors tripping, or she might just be. She might not be comfortable getting in the car with you, you know, because now she because she's might be in a different headspace. So it's like it's like the small things. I'm not saying don't bump your bump your music, but just be aware of everything. Um, but when it comes to intentions, uh, that really comes down to the questions you asking. When people ask you, like, what's your intentions with this? What's your intentions with me? What's your intentions with my heart? I think those questions are a little bit more, um, you got to be a little bit more uh, specific because those have become questions where anybody can rehearse it before the date. You need to ask specific questions. Um, how, how have your last relationship been? When was the last time you were in a relationship? Why did that end? Who ended it? Was it a mutual thing? Um, what have you? What could you have done better? Um, what do you expect out of your next relationship? Is are you dating to? Are you dating to marry? Are you dating just to date and just to f around? Um, what What do you want to do with your life? What do you see yourself in five, ten years? Uh, do you want to have kids? Do you not want to have kids? Do you want to have a puppy? Do you not want to have a puppy? Do you even like dogs? Do you even like cats? Do you like goldfish? <laughs> you know, like you know, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, do you want to grub at this date, or do you just want to sit here and have a conversation? That'll depend. That'll you might say, I want to take you to a soul food restaurant. I'm gonna get ribs, but she, I just want a salad. Okay, so let's go to Chopped. Let's just make uh, create salads and let's eat salads and just have a conversation. So having certain types of communication and with intention, like that's very important um, because you want to show the person that you're actually interested in knowing who they are, knowing everything about the date and how to progress forward, how to move forward th with this because you're showing them, I really care about this. I really want something with this. If you don't, some if you don't want something with that person, don't date them. Okay. Just talk to them. That was a lot. I can go on and on. I'm just I know. To it. I know. <laughs> I'm I'm a I'm gonna give my speech of what I want to say, but it kind of piggybacks off yours. So I agree with a lot of things that you say. I think the one thing that I do want to say generally, I don't think people date with a purpose of what that future in the relationship could be. Oh, and yeah. so that's like I I agree everything with what you say, but when I mean like date with intention, I come off rip when people ask me like, what am I dating for? I'm dating to marry. I don't date to play around. I don't date Shoot to... Shoot your wife if you're listening to me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, people know that. People ask yeah, like I don't date just to have fun. Like I've never been like a girl that likes the one night stands. I've never been yeah. like the girls that are like, oh, I'm here for a good time, but a short time. Like I'm not... I hate that. I, Take that off your Tinder bio. <laughs> like I've never been that type of girl. Like, I mean, for one, I live a slightly sheltered life. Like we're mm -hmm. not gonna, we're gonna be a little honest, but like my mom raised me to be like, whatever you do, know there is a consequence. Know that you are a reflection of me, and like the majority of the people that I've ever been with is I was in a relationship. Yeah. So um, I've always thought about long term, and now that I'll be twenty four October eighth. Um, 
<laughs> Stop. Now that I'll be 24, October 8th, um, I'm thinking about marriage. I'm thinking about kids. Like, I've recently been telling, like, my friends or, like, people just in general, I'm like, damn, I really want to be married. Like, <laughs> I, like, the next few years, like, I... I want to, like, be able to go on vacations. Like, this is either my, I don't know if I'm going to have a husband. I don't know if I'm going to have a wife. I don't, I don't know who it is. I don't know who it is, but whoever you're out there, you know, a few Can years from now, thank you. Go ahead. <laughs> so, my boy, my boy, Jarrell, um, was uh, at Montclair. Everybody know Jarrell. Uh, King of the Dougie. That's my guy. Jarrell had, he put something up on social media. Um, something like, uh. Oh, I'm just talking to my wife or something like that. Oh, and don't mind me, I'm practicing. So for me personally, like, yo, I always be practicing this. Like, I'll be like, yo, nah, like, I can't go out today because I'm hanging out with my wife tonight. <laughs> you see, you see, I, I, I can't wait to say that because I want to say that. Like, I want to be like, nah, like, I'm not. I can't go. I, I can't go out for drinks, man. Me, me and a wife having date night tonight. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know about other people. I don't know. I, that's just me. For me, I grew up. That's how I grew up. My, I both mean, my parents yeah, was married. They've been married since the day you was born. Yeah, even like, they, even before that. So, but, like, I'm, I just grew up as a, um, and I, and I think that came over time. Like, I wasn't always a romantic person because I, because I just had a means. I was young. But, like, now that I'm older, like, I'm, I'm big on, on romance. Like, like, I want to be able to say that and, like, with pride and be like, no, nah, I don't like you. I'm, I, I don't want you. You know, I got a wife. Facts. With my ring. Like, I, I'm going to be able to say that. So, Like, you know the song Good Man by Neo? Like, nah. that's like, ugh, I got to play that song for you. But, like, trash. <laughs> we're not going to get into anyways. Yo, he ain't the any, no, no, no. Anyways, anyways. He could act it up. Anyways, like I was saying before, I got really cut off with a, you know, indiscreet comment. Um, I really just, I look forward to in a few years just be like, I really love my my husband or I really love my wife yeah. and whatnot. Like, I, I'm going to look forward to that. And then, like, recently I work with kids. I work with a lot of kids with disabilities and just in general. I've been working in schools for, you know, a few years now. Like, I see all these kids and it's like, I just want a little mini me. Like, I want a son. Like, I just no, want a cute no little son that has, you know, beautiful eyes like me. You know, like, if he gets green eyes like my brother, he has light eye, like light um, hazel olive eyes like me and my dad and my brother, my other brother. Like, I'm cool with that. Like, or, you know. That's all I, care. I don't care what she look like. I, mean, I, I ain't do, worried but. about daughters now because I don't, got, I don't know if I got the patience and the heart. I mean, but I feel would, like. Most, most women say that about. No. A mini joy. A mini joy. You That no, is I wanna, a. I just want to. That is a path. No, I'm just saying for me, a mini me is a path. I just know. Personally, I just know like how I would be as a father. And I feel like I would have a lot more fun with, with the daughter. Because I'm. Like I said, I'm bigger romance. So, but I want to be able to show my daughter what it what love looks like and love is different nowadays so i don't want to say what love looks like from a man because she might grow up wanting something different um or wanting to be with somebody different but i would want to i want her to see what love looks like period so i want to be able to go on like like daddy daughter dates with her when she's like three or four and be like hey we're gonna dress up you know as you do the hair and then, and then we in the living room and but i got candles out or you know whatever mm -hmm. and i, I want to be able to like grow and she see the love that she you and your sees wife. that you know what i'm saying so and i'm giving her gifts like on on valentine's day she gonna get a gift too you know my wife gonna get whatever she get but i'm gonna make sure that my that my daughter my, my baby girl is getting a, a gift as well you know or on her birthday i'm gonna make sure that she's not spoiled but she's that she's taken care of you know what i'm saying so that's me personally i just feel like as a man and as as a as a future father i feel like i would get 
so much joy out of and, and not, no pun intended but getting so much joy out of doing that i just feel like ah, right, that's what i really want now if i have a son i can do the same thing just in a different in a i would you know we could we could we could do we could play video games together um like i'm gonna do all that i'm gonna be 50 playing video games with my son but i'm gonna be kicking him i'm gonna be i'm gonna be wild on him i'm not taking it easy you feel me like i'm if we playing two K, you losing by fifty. You know what I'm saying? Like, or we gonna go outside? We gonna? I'm gonna show him what what playing outside is, or whatever he wants to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right. So I got a question. Yeah, I think I know what it is. Does your dad whoop you in two K then? Nah, he no. We we don't play video games so much. Okay, but I mean, I raced your dad about two months ago. Yeah, nah, and yeah. I want him to know I whooped his behind. It was a bad anyway, day. huh? It was a bad day. She wouldn't do that normal thing. Okay. Are you kidding me? She thinks she does. Are you kidding me? She ain't raised me, though. <laughs> she ain't want to smoke, though. <laughs> Anyways, I wish I had that video, but the point is, like, what do you... You 50. I'm 24. What's good? <laughs> I mean, he was talking a lot of smack for, like, past few years. But that's what I'm saying. The point that's is... <laughs> um, what do you and your dad do? Like, how does your dad show you romance? Like, so you, how did your dad... Show Let me your not mom. look that way. It's because it's that's my father. So how did your dad show your mom romance? Oh, okay. To like make you be like, I want to be romantic to my wife. I mean, I know what he did for his twenty fifth anniversary. Yeah, with I your mean, dad, like, but yeah, like so. My dad growing up, it's not like like he didn't. My dad grew up in the projects, and he didn't really grow up in a, in a two parent household where it's like he was seen on on a, on a normal basis, like. The romance from from one parent to the next, or from a wife to a to a husband, or from a husband to a wife. He didn't he didn't grow up seeing that. Um, so like he's not he's not perfect, you know. I ain't yeah. like, and you know that I, I don't expect him to be perfect. My, my my mom don't expect him to be perfect, but he tries super hard and does a lot. So like he'll he'll surprise her on like going to to her favorite restaurants. Like he pay attention. My, that's the one thing my dad would pay attention. So if you say something, oh yeah, I know that too, for like, a fact. Like so if I like. If I say something, or my mom is like, "Yo, I like, I like this, this ring right here," or I like this piece of fabric, she might say that on a Tuesday in two thousand and eight, and he might remember that two, like three, four years later. But he might see like the updated version of it and might get get my mom that. And yeah, she, that's what he did her, for the car for Valentine's Day. Yeah, even she might forget like, "Oh, I forgot I." You know, and see, that's what I got from my dad too. Like I'm the same way. So the action of like just being romantic, and that you know, I took from one of the things I took from my dad is like being being around my mom. We could be walking in a store, just a random day one year, um, or just a random day in early of the year. Let's say before birthday. Birthday is coming up soon, so let's say we it's January, February, and she says, "I like that necklace," like. I'll remember it. So when her birthday come up or any type of holiday come up, like I'll get her that. And she'll be like, well, you remember it. Like, yeah, because I've watched my dad do that for years. So it's like, I know that my, my mom likes small surprises like that. She's not big, like on super big surprises, but she likes surprises. But then at the same time, what I learned from my parents is like, pay attention to the small things. Like, and be creative. My parents like creativity, so and I'm I'm their kid, so they know I'm very creative. So even my from my dad or my mom, like I'll I think every year um, in my mom's car, I always always make a uh, a different poem every year. 
Really? Every year. Oh, that's so cute. Every single year. And like she knows it's coming, but like it's going to say something different because every year something else happens. So for the last few years, like I, or for last year or so, I've been, year and a half, I've been in graduate school, but like she's helped me with like papers or she's helped me um, understand something. Like it'll be something small and I'll, and I'll add it in there. I'll be like, thank you for, thank you for being patient, especially when I'm working on this paper or something like that. Like I'll add something different in there every single year. So, I mean, that's, and that's just my, that's my way of being creative and being thoughtful. Um, you know, and and my mom knows that I'm I'm not financially there to give her anything crazy, but I I sometimes I go above and beyond if I have two hundred dollars like with me, like I'll take a hundred and fifty and give her like a really nice gift because at the end of the day it's my mom, <laughs> so you know I have a girlfriend or anything, so I'm I'm a I'm gonna spoil my mom a little bit, so that's just Aww. you know for my future wife just know I treat my mom well. <laughs> <laughs> Any oh. man that treats his mom like I'm telling you, he'll facts. treat you that way. So facts, 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 facts. All right. So Ooh, I like I like that. I like that you you pay attention. Like guys I pay attention to detail. I, I gave y'all the roll of claps, applause, 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 because I'm I'm here for that. Um women like women that are of substance pay we like that we appreciate that we we will pay attention to you if you pay attention to us we pay attention to you we will cater to you fellas um so i definitely i think that's a good thing that you do that Mm -hmm. um when it comes to romance uh for me i think i've always just been a hopeless romantic so me too (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm slightly a hopeless romantic so my gift giving is on point and the reason why i say it's on point i gotta really give it to my mom my mom is so creative when it comes to gifts every year and i don't know what she's gonna do this year because i'm turning 24 but like every year is either she's either decorated my room and i tell her when i even when i marry when i have kids or whatever she, if i'm living in a different state she gotta fly out and still decorate my house like Depending on what year, if it's my 30th, my 40th, my 50th, and God willing, she's still alive. So then she got, I'm sorry, that's her job. She know that. Any major birthday, my 25th, and I'm still not, and I'm not in her house or anything like that, just know she got to fly somewhere and decorate my room. She got to decorate my house. That's what, I'm that's sorry. That's the tradition. That's, that's the tradition. Across the country. Like, that's like she going to have to fly, uh, like, while I'm sleeping at night. Just room, like, not, No, she, like, like, because, like, what I mean, so... If you walk in my room, there's this uh there's a uh note on my door and it's like, Oh, clean up your room, this and third and I'm like looking, I'm like, I know my room is clean, like so what's she talking about? So I came in my room, I think it was my sixteenth or seventeenth or eighteenth birthday, and she had decorated the entire room with like happy birthday, eighteen. Oh, you mean like queen. that? I yeah, like oh, stuff you ain't like talking that. about like, like paint the room. No, I mean oh, like okay, creatively right. do stuff like but that. But your husband and your boyfriend gonna do that. I mean, of course, but like that's a tradition like me and my mom have. And then like I'm gonna show the gift that my mom got me for my twenty first birthday and I cried. So my my dad died when I was 12. My grandmother just died two years ago. My grandfather just died when I was um, this past December. So um, the four most important people in my life are them, and including my mom as well. And as you can see, like, they're clearly on my wall. Um, and I value, like, them, like, the wisdom that they put into me, the love, the knowledge. And so for my 21st birthday, she made me this. 
And when I tell you, you gotta, I, I got to show it. it. I'm going to take a picture of it and I'm going to put it in. Like, it's a blanket. So y'all can see, like, my dad is right here. My grandfather and me are down here. My mom and me are right here. And my grandmother and me are right here. So, like, what I mean, like, I cried for, like, an hour straight. Like, in her room, she's like, I want you to open this gift first. Like, that was, that's something that holds weight. Like, any Christmas, anything's any Christmas, any birthday, granted, and even Valentine's Day, granted, my mom has never, like, forget, forgotten a Valentine's Day. Not even, I don't even think maybe this year. I don't think she did. I think she got me, like, a card or something. But, like, her gift giving has always been on point because she thinks, like, creatively outside the box. She's like, I know I can give you everything in the world, and she has. But she wants me to know that I, I'm loved, I'm appreciated. And, like, she just, she wants me to think, like, this is, it's not about like how much the value of the gift is. It's how much weight is going to hold in your heart. So, mom, if you ever watch my podcast, which I know you don't because you don't go on YouTube. And, um, yeah, but thank you. I appreciate you and I do love you. And this will always be on YouTube and other platforms for you to see. But thank you and I appreciate that because now whoever I'm with will have that, um, you know, amazing gift of me giving gifts. <laughs> It's just we came with another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we went from talking about romance I to talking know. about best gifts. I'm just saying, but like when it, I'm talking about romance, like that side of romance, that's gonna come out. So, yeah. but yeah, so I want to jump real quickly because I'm hungry. And I don't know about you. Let's get into the Shikari uh, Richardson combo. <laughs> yeah. So he came to me this morning. At, I'm going to tell y'all the time he texted me because I had not. Let me let me let me explain it. Like I had time, not. Let me explain why I hit you up about it. Okay, at the time you texted me early this morning, I had not even washed the crust out my eyes. It was 7:59 on the dot. I just came back from walking I my wake dog. Up early, so. I know. And he was like, "We going to talk about this on the podcast." I didn't say that. I said we need to discuss. I didn't say we gonna talk about to say we need we to need to discuss the Shari right. Richardson shit on the podcast. Both ran track competitively, so we can speak on it from the black male and black woman perspective. No text. <laughs> <laughs> and hence how he got here nah, today. So this the reason why I woke up uh, seeing more stuff, and I also watched a video yesterday or the day before. Uh, a guy was reacting to the whole situation and how. She hasn't really been super humble and just whatever. And I forgot what I saw this morning, but I woke up and I was like, yo, like I I want to say something about it because I ran track. So I think about it from like I have a love for the sport. So I think about it from that perspective, having a love for the sport and appreciation for it. Because a lot of people ain't started watching track until she stepped on the scene. Which is why I appreciate Shikari, but then at the same time, it's like I didn't, I don't appreciate the way she came off in the post interview and the way she's been uh, carrying herself as a professional, and then also the way society has been almost like treating her like she's a baby and like oh like entitlement yeah like entitlement is and nobody wants to hold her accountable for her actions that's what i don't like um and then when you when people do like when men do try to hold the athlete not even just a woman it's just the athlete when you do try to hold her accountable it's like oh my god like you're trying to 
you're trying to bring down the black woman. And it's like with that, first of all, with that topic, right? If we're talking about black women, a lot of people don't watch track at all. That's true. Unless you black, actually ran it or you like, don't watch it or you at all. You coached it or people, you had family in it. Yeah, you, you don't, watch, don't it. watch it. People, uh, Olympics every four years. Track is one of the most exciting Olympic sports, yo. If you if you haven't watched it, just just give it a chance. Nobody watches track. Nobody appreciates it. Just like you said with all the roles, unless you have one of those roles, you don't appreciate it. But if you watch it and or you got family members that's in it or you ran yourself, you know that there's certain sports or certain events, not sports, certain events in track and field that black women, they dominate every time, yo. The sprints, definitely the sprints, the hurdles. The distance runners, the jumps. Kenny, the Kenyans be kicking. They be kicking up on everybody. The jumps, high jump, triple jump, triple jump. Shoot, even shot put. The best, some of the best women in on the planet, black women. So when people finally get, when we start talking about accountability of an athlete and how an athlete is supposed to carry themselves, it don't have nothing to do with the fact that she a black woman. It really don't. And if y'all wanna, if 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 black women. Think about it that way. Then you have to think about it like, yo, Shikari, you ref- you're a reflection of me. I see myself in you because she's the modern day Flojo. A lot of people that don't watch track and never yeah. watch, they don't know who Flojo is. If you don't know who that is, look her up. You'll see she's basically a modern day version. She got the she got the uh the hair the, the she nails. got the lace front. She got the long. I don't know if it's lace front. I don't know. Uh, she got she it's got a the wig. okay wig. I don't know that stuff, sorry. Um, she got the wig, she got the long hair, she got the attitude. Not that it's it's not a bad attitude, but like she has the attitude you need to be successful in the sport. She has all that. She has a personality and she speak like us. Like she is a reflection of so many black women in our community. And and if you're if if you want to hold her to that that pedestal, if you want to put her on that pedestal, hold her to that level, then you have to hold her accountable for her actions because she a reflection of y'all. So whatever she do on, on TV, if she wilding on a, on a post interview, you need to be like, yo, sis, like you, this, this is a, this is how you should have handled it. This is what you should have said. That's the first part right there. That's, that's what I have a problem with. It's like, you want to, y'all want to hold men accountable for the fact that we sports fans and we going to talk about what she should have done professionally because we trying to look out for her, but y'all don't really want to hold her accountable. Y'all just want to treat her as a kid. And be like, oh, well, you know. I'm going to play devil's advocate for a quick second. Because when we first talked about this, I didn't think about this. I don't know where Shikari's from. So being that I don't She's from Dallas. Okay, but I don't know if she's from a lower income, middle income. She's from, from, um, I think, lower, close to middle. I'm not sure. So being with that being said, um, if she just got her deal with Nike in the last year or two and whatnot, she probably hasn't had time to really ingrain herself in that culture of like how to walk, how to talk and how to be professional in certain aspects. This is her 2020 and 2021. If you really think about it, cause really nobody really raced like that in 2020. This is the year where she's really getting her clout. Right. And not to say it's a bad thing, but like they haven't had enough time to groom her. And for, for prime example, um, I'm gonna speak on my baby, my my best friend, Sydney. Sydney grew up in a middle class, you know, 
um, family. And on top of that, like we went to Union Catholic. With Union Catholic, like there's a set of standards in which we have and we have to abide by. And just Sydney in general is a, a young, proper, and God-given, driven young woman. So how she speaks, how she walks, and how she talks, that's just been her. And on top of that, she went to the Olympics when she was so young, for prime example. She went when she was 16. Okay. So 16 turning 17 in the in the week after. So from that experience, she kind of had to groom herself and change within those in the past five to six years, right? So now with that being said, um, Shikari, on the other hand, may have not had that opportunity to be groomed the way my best friend has because Sydney's been signing New Balance for the past two years, right? So she's had publicists. She's had managers. She's had her family be able to groom her. She's had people, adults around her grooming her image where certain things are not going to fly on top of that. Just Sydney's just a type of breed where like she just always thinks before she acts. That's just naturally Sydney. And also if you just recently go watch her um, past Instagram post video that she made, she even speaks on that. So uh, I'm not comparing the two, but I'm just saying when it comes from different, when you come from different walks of life, you have to understand that that's not how everybody acts because there are some you can't take the hood out of everybody and whatnot because that's just that's how people are you can groom it make it look good but um i think it's going to it's going to give her she need a little bit more time she needs a little bit more grooming in a sense i get what you're saying you can't take the hood out of people if you look at alan iverson alan iverson he came he was in jail before he went to college like he went to the pros. He had the cornrows. He had all that. He was, he was, he was one of us, but he was professional. You know what I'm saying? And, and nobody, and if somebody would be like, "Oh, well, what about the practice thing?" Like, yo, he was being, he was, he, he wasn't going, he wasn't coming off crazy. He was just, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't nothing od. He was being professional about it. Even if you talk to him now, it's like he knows he's one of the best basketball players ever, but he real humble about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I've met, I met, I, I didn't meet him, but like I saw him in person. Like I, he walked right past me, whatever. But like he's a very humble and very quiet person. But we know like he, he one of the greatest. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's so many things with Shakari. Like I, I get where you coming from, but there's a lot of things with. There's a lot of reasons why why Sydney. It's not even the way she grew up. It's it's there, there's a lot of reasons why Sydney is is. Yeah, she's talented. Sydney is yo, she a goat. You know I me, mean? and I know she's gonna watch this. You a goat. It, it's cool. Um, but just like society wants to see a certain, a certain type of woman at the top of, of sports, they want to see, not that Shikari, ain't, uh, she's not a beautiful woman. Shikari is a beautiful woman, but Sydney is <laughs> Sydney different, you know, I'm telling you. So Sydney is a beauty. Like she's, she could be a model. I mean, she is modeling now. I know that. That's your friend. Um, <laughs> but no, it's like. Sydney, she she probably wouldn't have to even if she wasn't like a gold medalist or nothing like let's say she was doing her thing but she wasn't like crazy great you know what I'm saying but she was good enough to like maybe get bronze here like she still would have got something because like she's beautiful you know what I'm saying so her image would have would have got her something so with with a person like Shakari not that she's not gorgeous because she's still getting commercials and everything but it's like she's getting commercials because of of the the type of personality she has 
they putting her out because she knows she going they people going they gonna be attracted to her because of because she reflects the entire black community and people are starting to pay attention to track because of her. It has nothing to do with her beauty. Not to say that Sydney hasn't earned that, but Sydney fine as hell. So that's so that's part of it. You know what I'm saying? So like, and she probably and she probably knows that. And then also with Sydney, like if she wanted to talk shit, she probably could. And nobody would nobody would like look at her like, like like what she would. They would be like, you go sis. Like they it would be different. But like so, it just I just feel like Shakari got it. She that's what, you. Just you're a brand. To do, though. She 21. And you think you got it all together when you was 21? No, but I knew that. But you a professional, though. You have, all right, this thing. She came out of school early. She could have stayed all four years, but she was like, I'm going pro. You know, so she had that mindset. When you a sprinter, you're supposed to have that mindset. If you don't have that mindset, you're going to fall. We talked about this. You're going to fail mentally and just you're not going to be able to do what you need to do because you want the confidence. I respect the confidence, but if you're going, if you're going to leave school because you think you're the best and you probably are the best and then you go pro, but you got to understand when you go pro, there's certain things that you can't be out here saying and doing when you go pro, I know it's you. That's who you are. But you got to change because now you're a brand. You're not just Shakari Richardson from LSU. You Shakari Richardson from USA. People look at you differently. So whatever you say, however you say it, whatever you do, people going they going they going to chop that up. They going to be on you. Like you have to be aware of that. If you're not, then you you should have stayed in school. And still has some more growing. That's how you grow. Stay in school and, and and you know, take the time to really talk to some more people, have some more interviews, so on and so forth. Is she the, really the only one that, you know, after a lot? And it's the loss, really. It's the loss for me. <laughs> so, um, like I said, confidence is important, right? I get it. So, I'm, I mean, I was getting ready to watch the race. I'm sitting there. With my dad, and I know how much pressure was on her because most of that pressure was she put on herself. Yeah, because um, she didn't go to the actual Olympics. She didn't go to the Olympics, so she was hyped for the Prefontaine Classic. Anybody that doesn't know that, that that's a big meet coming after the Olympics. Or just that's just a big meet for a lot in of general American athletes, right? Um, or just it's an American meet. So, but anyway, um, there was a lot of hype going to, into the Prefontaine, and you know, everybody like shoot. She about to take. She about to beat the uh yeah. the girls that came one two three. Mind you, black women, all three from Jamaica. Don't nobody want to talk about that. You know, besides the Jamaicans, Jamaicans, they you know they love that. But like, we don't want to talk about that. We don't want to celebrate them because we from America. But it's like, yo, I'm 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 happy for them too. Like that. Mm-hmm. Let's if we want to celebrate black black women, let's do it. You feel me? Uh, but nobody want to talk about. It. Everybody want to talk about Shakari. It's fine. Uh, but she gets a prefontaine, and everybody's thinking like, "Oh, she about to take it. She about to destroy it in because of the record that she had. The record already. she had, and then just her personality." So I'm sitting there, and I'm telling my dad, "I'm like, she better win this race, <laughs> or she better at least get second or third, maybe even fourth. I'll take fifth. That's the max I'll go. You go, you get fifth. I'm gonna be disappointed, but I." I at, at least, least you, you play the pack. At least you win the pack. You feel me? Yeah. You feel me? That's you can get a fifth place medal for that. At, at least, right? Mm-hmm. When she got ninth, I knew this ain't gonna be good <laughs> because right before the race happened, they had a little split screen, and then her commercial was what, what was playing. Okay. 
So I'm like, okay. As I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, got the commercial up. Oh, this about to look good. Soon she got out. I'm like, nope. She had a bad start too. Bad start. But I don't want to make excuses for it. She did, she had a bad start. Her dry face was all off. Um, anybody that really knows track knows what I'm talking about. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can look it up because we have Google now. Um, <laughs> but it was everything was off. She was just a, her her drive was she was down here longer than everybody else. Yeah. Um, but it, she didn't look like Shikari. Um, she kind of like looked like she was just racing just because she looked just because and she looked very slow. Like she was like she was winded early. Um, but the fact that she got ninth place after all of that talking and and the taunting of Jamaican athletes because that's basically what it was and everybody saying oh she about to do this she about to do that and she got ninth. Um, to me, that was unacceptable. Like I agree. I, like I said, I feel like I would have been okay with her getting fourth, fifth. Um, I wanted her to get one, two, three at least or at least at least third. Um, but the fact that she came in dead ninth, like there was girls in that race that should not have been beating her like that. That's true. Um, she ran a time that there's high school girls in New Jersey that ain't ain't even the fastest girls in New Jersey would have beat her. That 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 it's just not that's not acceptable. And it's and the fact that you had um the only the only thing that wasn't in her favor and, and unlike other sports track is just one of those things at least for me the more i ran the faster i got every time yeah and i was doing it consistently so my so my legs so you had those quick 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 twitch muscles so your legs knew like all right we about to as soon as i get on the track put my spikes on i'm jumping around my legs know like it's go, it's game time if you take out a, if you take a certain amount of time off it's not like other sports where that you might just help get you. back like, into it it ain't like it ain't like that like you need to be consistent so the question is like was, was she, she training, training prior was she training prior did she really take the race seriously did she think that the jamaicans was going to come back from the olympics and it was and only be a gassed, week or two later right and be gassed and not and not give her the business did you really think that was going to happen? And if you wasn't training, who your coach, who the, the support system around you, and how and how serious are you taking your status as an athlete? Yeah, you might be the sixth uh, fastest woman ever to record a, a time like she recorded. I forgot what the time was. But like I told you before, like, why are you so happy about six? Don't you want to be first? Or yeah. second, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, where's your competitive spirit? And I, it's obvious that she has a competitive spirit, but it's her she, her emotions and her spirit is in the wrong place. Her priorities are wrong. Um, so that's the other thing. It's like, how are you really taking your training seriously? She spends more time on social media than I, and I think she probably spends in training. And I don't know. I'm not trying to, like, say she's not... Dedicated? Dedicated, but, like, yo, she... Come on. And then let's talk about the post-interview. It's like, I get she was like, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm going to be back. Like, and if you want to talk your shit, you, I get that. Like, I understand why she, where she was coming from. But I feel like that would have been a perfect time to be like, you know, congratulations to the, to the women that won. I but just, I wasn't ready. Congratulations but it sense. wasn't, but it was, it was how she said it, it was a tone. And it, cause nobody thought, nobody looked at it like, oh, she did congratulate the women. Cause I, if and and I'll get to the reason why I don't think that was genuine. Okay. She said it, but it, like it's almost like she said it because she knew she had to say it. It's not because she was genuine. Because if it was any other person or like me, right? If I had lost a race like that and knowing I was talking real, real crazy earlier, I would have been like, "Yo, like it's an L I got to take. I just got to get back in the lab. I got to get back to the trap and, and do what I got to do." And you know, congrats to the, congrats to the 
people that won. They just came back from the Olympics. They did their thing there, and they came here and they did their thing. She ain't say none of that. She was just like, "Congrats to the women that won." But I'm a be, I'm a, I'm a be back. That ain't nothing, you know. If y'all want to continue to talk y'all shit, that's fine. Mind you, like she just came off the track. Ain't nobody say nothing yet. So she knew that that was happening. That was gonna come. But the fact that that was on, if that was on your brain, you wasn't focused on the race. You okay. was not focused on the race. Um, also, I want to talk about like. Uh, I thought it, I thought it was funny. It was crazy, but uh, Shelly Ann Fry, uh, Fraser Price, the way she looked at him when she was walking by. I mean, I I think that's great because she's she's uh, um, she's uh, rekindling the 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 uh, track rivalry between USA and Jamaica. I think that's a great thing, but I think she's going about it the wrong way because if you're going if you're going to talk like that, you need to win. You can't you can't be out here losing like that. Even because Jamaica and USA wasn't the only people in that race, so if you're gonna talk like that to them, you need to talk like that to everybody because you was you lost bad, sis. Like you can't be doing that. Um, I was I never when I was running track, I never when I lost, I just took the L. Like I'm not gonna sit there and and no. And, and if I do talk like that, I'm a, when I go to another meet, I'm going to win. I'm not going to not win. Like that's just not. And when it comes to track, you gotta win. Uh, and it, it's your brand. People looking at you like that. Like you represent everybody. You you're not representing representing yourself no more. So you, you come on now. Um, but then one of the one of the last things I had a problem with was uh, there was a comment. Uh, somebody tweeted that Shelly Ann Fraser Price looked like looked like Lil Wayne, mm-hmm. and I think somebody needs to take Shakari Richardson's phone away from her. She liked the tweet. That's why I feel like her congratulating the other women that won, I don't think it was genuine because she liked that tweet. And it was based on the video, that she, the post-interview video and Shelly Ann walking behind her. That picture was used to um, to say that she looked like Lil Wayne. So the fact that you liked that tweet lets me know that you really don't, you, you saying all this for the cameras, but you're really not thinking about how it makes you look as a professional and as, a, as just a black person, period. You know what I'm saying? Like, instead of really caring about uh, sports and about the culture of track and about your competitors and being a a, a, a a good sportsman or sportswoman, like, you're you're bringing back a rivalry, but it's almost you're doing it in a disrespectful way as well. You're disrespecting another black woman, but don't nobody want to talk about that. They just want to kind of, like, talk about Shikari and, like, oh, what do we have to do to continue to baby her? But nobody want to really hold her accountable. And that's what I, f- I feel like we need to start holding accountable, uh, holding her accountable. If she wants to be a professional on track and she wants to really bring back that Flojo energy, like I said, if you don't know who that is, look it up. If you want to bring back that Flojo energy, you need to do it in a, in a, in a more positive light because there are, there are black, little black girls that are fast and they're coming up and they're looking at you and they're, they're like, I want to be Shakari Richardson, but we don't want a whole bunch of Shakari Richardson running around because she's, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a bad image right now, right now at this moment. And it starts with the social media. Social media is killing us as a, as a people. Straight up. I agree. Um, I'm going to touch on this and then we're going to end the podcast because, you know, yeah. I'm hungry. We've been here for a minute. Um, I don't disagree with anything that you said. Um, I, like I said, I'm just going to slightly play devil's advocate. Like, at the end of the day, we don't know if how much publicists, like, or how much, you know, people are really zoning in on trying to make her look professional. Like, that's that's something that I think has to be, like, nailed into our community. Because our community, I realize that we get, we get off. Like, we get off of being, 
like from the hood we made it out now we doing our thing and you know it's becoming a personality in every shape way or form and everybody's thinking it's okay right but there's a level of professionalism that needs to be had that needs to be shaped and needs to change once you get over real quick i see what you're saying name another athlete that acts like that women athlete from the hood that carries away carries but the thing is a lot of women athletes or just you can name a male one name name a male one i'll wait see i'm not really versed in the athlete odell beckham Odell is not. Oh, I'll, I'll I'll tell you this. Odell, the way he carries himself on the field and like the, the temper tantrums that he be throwing, that's like that's something deeper that somebody needs to uh needs to discuss. But he ain't out here. He ain't out here wilding in an interview. I'm talking about somebody that that'll, that'll say something crazy in an interview or will like certain tweets or just like just like not be humble. That's really what it is. Like name an athlete that's like od not humble and will like literally like be on. Okay, you know see, saying? I think a lot of black athletes, when they get to a certain level, they are completely humble because they like, if it wasn't for my mom and it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be here. So I think a lot of them do have a level of humility. Um, so I do agree with you there. Like I said, I think as a culture, we need to start We need to start really getting off social media. If you really want me to keep it a being with you, social media needs to be turned down but in the same sense i think that as a culture we need to start having a level of professionalism because there's no such thing as what professionalism looks like for our people anymore to a standard of other cultures other cultures they know they can't go in public and act that certain way and if they do they're outed by their culture for us, I hate to say it, in certain senses, we're outed by the culture. No, not outed. I mean, like they get chastised a little bit. No, white athletes. Okay, I'm not talking about athletes. I mean, white athletes. I'm talking about like, let's look at Asians. Let's look at Asian athletes. Have you ever seen an Asian athlete throw a temper tantrum? <laughs> have you, have you many, ever seen how them? many Asian athletes do like do we have? Anyway, but I'm just saying in general, like, but that's you'll never see them like okay, example because we don't got that many, anyway. but I'm not talking about you. You have to realize they dominate in other sports that we are not, you know, really into, like diving. If you look into table tennis, if you look into fencing, if you look into things that's very popular within their culture, yes, they can dominate gymnastics, they dominate, but they don't, like I said, it's not prominent in our like culture thing it's our problem is professionalism for any culture professionalism looks a certain a different for everything you do that's true if we're talking about sports like it looks different for every sport that you're in you know what i'm saying you could almost talk crazy in like football because at the end of the day when you get on the field you could hash that out but it's like it, when it comes to track and field, ain't nothing really guaranteed for track athletes. You could be the fastest woman or fastest man on the planet, but it, you ain't going. It's nothing guaranteed. You ain't guaranteed no money. You know what I'm saying? So if for me, it's like, yo, I want I want Shakari to, 
I want her to make it. I want her to get, to, to get her coins. I want her to do this. I want her to get all these endorsements and so on and so forth. But I also know that them things going to get pulled if she doesn't really think about the way that she handles herself. Because when you start getting these other endorsements, yeah, she endorsed by Nike or whatever. But let's say she got endorsed by like, I don't know, like whatever, a different type of company. Like they want to know that you could have an interview and not say nothing where it's like they going it's going to look bad on the company as well because you're a professional athlete you represent so many people at one time you represent your family your family's a brand people want to know that they can count on you to not say nothing crazy and if you can't if if you just don't have the capacity to do that then yo when you get on these interviews just like marshawn lynch i'm only here i won't so i won't give on don't say nothing and if I was if I was around her, then this is what goes back earlier. Like the people that you got around you. If I'm around you, I'm gonna be like, yo, like, like I know how you are. I respect that. I, I get it. Cause that's how you grew up and that's how you talk. Don't say nothing. Okay. Just just say like, yo, like I'm happy for the people that 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 won, and it's time to get back on the track and work a little harder and walk off. Okay. It's that simple. But that's but it really ain't even about like us thinking about what professionalism looks like it's who do you have around you that really going to tell you what it like the truth like her coach not telling her nothing or whoever we don't know that we don't know that she back in the lab hopefully and we'll see as things she need a new coach because that start we we gonna see things different but i'm hungry and we've been on here for a while. We've been on here for like an hour and 45 that minutes. That's, that's yeah. the last time. That Facts. So thank you guys for tuning in to Share It All Podcast. Um, be sure to look in the comment section, not comment, caption below to see where you can find Will at. Find his music. The music that he just dropped this past summer is really a bop. Um, shout bop. out to you. It's a bop. It's a bop. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm Blue old school. Blue fire is a bob. Yeah. Her, her world and mine is a bob. That's my favorite. But yeah, um, guys, make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Check us out on Apple Music, Spotify, Anchor. Um, go follow Will. And yeah, be well, be great. And we will see you back soon. Bye, guys.